Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight we talk veterans rugby, mini rugby and the future of grassroots rugby. Hopefully, we also catch up with Adam Holland, who should, by now, have reached Devon. We'll try and find him a little bit later. Before all that, it's a few more of those local headlines on the renowned and sometimes controversial Radio New York Sport. And with the chairman of Southall Rugby Club in the studio, we have not got to mention last weekend's result. At all. So, no, not once. Uh, the headlines. But now we've done that one. It looks like Chloe Hubbard has taken her cross-country form into the new track and field season with a tremendous 17.02 in the 5,000 metres in her first outing. Cycling and in round one of the Litchfield City Cycling Club youth races... Finley Bass, racing for the MI Racing Academy, was on the podium with a second-place finish. Charles Hoy, racing for Newark Castle Cycling Club, finished fourth in the under-12 boys. Leo Bass, he came home in tenth place. Who would arrange tennis matches on Mothering Sunday? Newark Tennis Club did, and they struggled for players, taking only four to West Bridgeford instead of the six, and of course... As such, lost the match. Uh, they must now win the final game to avoid the dreaded relegation. It's been a hard season as well for New York Squash Club. The first team finishing respectable seventh. The seconds winning their last match to avoid relegation. But the good news is, the ladies section, their first ever match coming up next month. Sunday saw solid performances from Fernwood Sword Club's Arthur Eakin and Ethan Dakin in the under-13s men's foil at the Liam Paul Junior Series in Hendon, both reaching the last 16, the only non-Cockneys to do so. 348 runners completed in the 303rd Newark Park run. First home, well-known face to this show, Tom Marshall in 1739. The last two finishing in just under the hour. Doesn't matter what the time is, as long as they finish. And Station Road played host to a big cup semi-final last night, with Pinkston beating Retford United in the Central Midlands League Cup semi-final to set up that all-South division match against Upnall. And good news from Southwell. The footballers beat Aslockton last night in the semi-final of the Not Senior League Cup. That's the one that Flosev won last season. Southwell in a final. But we're not talking about that, rug- that rugby result. We're not. So that, don't, Mr th- Smith. That's, no, ro- that's not, absolutely rotten, man. Not once are we going to mention that result tonight. No, but we are Radio New York, so... <laughs> <laughs> it was a... It, it was not What I will say, joking apart, excellent afternoon, brilliant company, and I love that embankment round the ground, standing, looking down at the rugby. I just... That is just... That's just magic. Knew it. You need an embankment. Um, that's sorted out. Yeah. Okay. No problem. Right. I mean, a, a wonderful afternoon. Yeah. A wonderful afternoon. Wonderful people. Wonderful afternoon. And the result. It did matter. It, it, it was local pride. It was bragging rights. It did matter. But you know, it didn't seem to matter because everybody's having a good time. No, I mean, I, I was always looked after tremendously well at Park Lane during my advertiser days and and uh had, had some great times there that i can vaguely remember certainly a long bus journeys home but um it was also um <clears throat> um it's, it's, it, if, if you go to any rugby ground it's it's, it's a great spirit but uh, obviously um I, I i got off to a very bad start because my first ever newark versus southwell game was at kellum road and i'd only recently moved to the advertiser we're talking 86 1986 and um, <clears throat> basically when Newark scored the try I had a Newark rugby club pullover on and I jumped up in the air when Newark scored the try and turned round and standing next to him was Conrad Hunt we've never got on very well ever since but <laughs> 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 I'll guess I'll guess um, 
tonight um and we will our, our special guest tonight um is the the chairman no less of southall rugby club um i've got to call him spud by all accounts um he tells me his real name is andrew smith but i've got to call him spud so you all know who he is and of course ed ed Paulson is with us as well uh, Nick Paulson is in with us. That's, that, that's your son. Um, <laughs> he's, he's that's, the player. Yeah, he's the player. Um, <laughs> which, um, which just, um, how is he doing, by the way? Uh, he's um, he's uh, at Manchester Met University at the moment. Yes. Uh, he came down to play for the Stanford Cup match, um, scoring uh, scoring a couple of tries. Uh, he's really enjoying his rugby at Manchester. There's actually the coach there is next, uh, an LD player anyway, so which is quite nice. He's come from the area. But he's uh, he's been playing and they've they've been very successful. They've won their division last year. They won it this year. They won the cup last year. Uh, university rugby is a, it's, it's a fast paced game. Uh, there are no prisoners taken whatsoever. <laughs> Uh, but he's uh, he's doing he's doing fine, thanks, Mick. May, may, may he find his way back for the um, final? Oh, you see that? that Newark's in a final, that, by that, the that, way, Scott. Uh, <laughs> yes. Did we did we mention that we Newark were in the final? Um, uh, it's going to be a long but, night, you know. But, that, but, but, yeah. but Southwell Southwell Football Club are in a well, final. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, and um, uh, that that's um, you, you've managed not to answer that question. <laughs> very very political that was. <laughs> um, Southall City Football beat us locked in two 0 last night. Great. So they they're in the final of the Knotts Senior League Cup. Who, who is that against? I'm not sure yet. I think the one's still got to be played. Um, but they're in the final, and isn't that fantastic? Yeah, it is. Obviously, because um, for a long time the season was top of the table. Then they had a bit of a blip. Um, but they're in a cup final. That's fantastic. Well, if if if, if Newark Flosserv couldn't defend the trophy, obviously, then let's hope it goes to local. Yeah, exactly. You know the one thing. I, I loved about going to Southall. I've only just started going to the rugby club, but I used to go to the football club in 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 in, in the olden days. It was so so made so welcome, such a good place. Yeah. It went wrong for a time, but it looks like now yeah. it's back on back on run again. It, it, it did go wrong for a while, but it'd be wrong to name names. Mm. How's Brett Marshall these days? <laughs> <laughs> you said that I didn't. <laughs> anyway, let's um, let's talk rugby because we're going to talk rugby tonight um, with our um, our special guest, and um, both of them took part in um, an historic match at Twickenham. To actually, uh, I mean, going to Twickenham would be a dream, but actually playing at Twickenham is just something that's going to stick with you for ever, ever and and the day that's what Southall and Newark did they 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 played our parliamentarians at um, rugby I'm surprised the parliamentarians could find 15 that agreed to play at the minute but anyway that's another story um they 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 went down there they had a fantastic game played them at um, rugby and they all enjoyed it that much um sort of Twickenham Mark II is going to take place on Saturday. Not quite in the elegant surroundings of Twickenham, but not far less. Anyway, that's my build-up to the story. Gentlemen, um, let's start by memories of a day at Twickenham. The Southall man's left his phone. The Southall man's left his phone. That's not your transfer fee either. There's always one. I think, like like you've said, for, for any rugby player... It's it, it is your dream to to run out on the hallowed turf, uh, and when the opportunity came for for both clubs, it was uh, too good an opportunity to miss. Uh, I think the other big draw is that we uh, knew that we were helping out a charity in the in- injured players foundation, uh, which was important to both clubs as well. Uh, and the day ended up raising over twelve thousand pounds for that charity. Um, yeah, as, as Nick's uh, <laughs> pointing out a photograph in the uh, in, in the brochure of me looking very red faced uh, after were the game. Were you doing some running, Nick? <laughs> I did, I did. Yeah. Were, you, were you just doing the running for your whole team that day? Because I seem to remember Newark scoring most of the, uh, if not all of the tries that day. Well, yeah, I, I seem to remember the opposition being a lot younger in the uh, quarters where you played as well. But uh, You're saying most of your guys are retired now. Are you? This is a cracking program, by the way. I know, I know you can't see it, but there's a picture in here which is, is very unrugby like, unfriendly like. 
Uh, yeah, that, that's actually my good friend there, Mr. Charlie Rigby. Uh, Who's just in, about uh, to take one of the parliamentarians' head off, by the looks of it. Yeah, there was a I think he's already done that. <laughs> I think he's getting a finger in the ear in the face now. If we do that again, I'll... Uh, yeah. There was a slight altercation at that point, which uh, the uh, ex-international referee uh, didn't take too kindly to. <laughs> <laughs> but the parliamentaries play under... Uh, very different rules to uh, normal <laughs> rugby, which well, it's is not uh, just rugby where that works. Out. <laughs> to, 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 works to their advantage. Uh, otherwise, otherwise known as if you run too far, you have to stop. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> there, there was uh, there was one memory I, I have here, and uh, so so we we came down. We went we down. We went by coach. Yeah, but which down down the M one. I think you had. Do you have one coach or two coaches? Well, I think both clubs had two coaches. We both had two coaches. So it was a family day out. There were a few children. Which were definitely not in school that day. Uh, it's an educational experience, um, and um, but uh, uh, and there were no fines involved, and you can't trace us. No, because you, um, you took the headmasters with you. <laughs> and uh, on the way down, I seem to remember um, Southern were very trusting, too trusting because I think. Can we, can we just can we just get this one sorted out at thirteen minutes past seven? This side of the desk, the commoners' side of the desk. <laughs> It's Southall. So when Nick says Southall, he actually means Southall. Spud, what do you call it? I call it Southwell. Yeah. Where do you come from? Southwell. There you go. <laughs> so Nick, I come from Surrey, and I'm not sorry about that either. <laughs> so, and I remember moving into the uh, into that's the why, area that, and playing and playing cricket uh, at Bourne, and I played Beaver, and I called them Belvoir, and was roundly oh, told. Oh, you would have been in trouble. Yes. So there we are. Let's Many move on. Many years ago, uh, the advertiser actually went to Southwell and held a vox pop where a reporter goes around and asks a hundred people, where do you live? Is it Southwell or is it Southwell? And it was actually, the vox pop finished 50-50. Yeah, I'm, I'm not at all surprised. In, 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 sure. in Southwell itself. But we do, we, one thing we've learnt on this show tonight, if you actually was born and bred and you're a Southwellonian, it's Southwell. If you come from the sorry stockbroker belt, it's <laughs> subtle. Uh, well, I was, not not I, the end I was in. <laughs> I, I, I'm actually a Geordie lad by birth. Oh, so oh you're, you're, what? you're getting better by the, by the hour. I, I, I was a tidemouth boy to start with. I have to say... Mick, you, it's about have, time for a break, isn't it? I, I think we need to move on quickly. I have to say, you was very unlucky on Saturday. And, and the, there was at least... You, no, you was very unlucky. The best yeah. team lost. Um... Nick, the, <laughs> I think we've no, cut into you about no, five minutes No, it's okay. Ago. It was a little story on the way down, but I think Southwell had a little <laughs> bit of a little bit of stash, but they were they were a little they were a little bit uh, clumsy with that because they lost it on the M1. I don't know if they ever recognised you did, but I, th I, th I think we had that much. Uh, it, we, we 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 probably didn't. Uh, you didn't miss it too much. Didn't miss it too but much. But the, the journey was great. The families came down and supported us as well. Um, it was a lovely day out. We got to the ground. We, we we went into the ground. There was no big crowd. I can't understand why there wasn't, wasn't a big crowd yeah, waiting yeah, for us. But yeah, I was expecting seventy yeah, something. or eighty thousand, <laughs> but there's eighty to ninety. I saw I saw a guy with a brush. <laughs> uh, I think I remember him. It, but, uh, it, it was a bizarre thing uh, running out on the day and looking up. And my mum and dad were sat there. Uh, and they were set up in the royal box along with most of the rest of the <laughs> <laughs> supporters. Yeah. Um, you all obviously enjoyed it, and I think it's absolutely wonderful that two rivals, on paper rivals, can can get together and, and, and have a crack. I'm from a football background like I've got, those sort of things don't happen, and that's why I think it's so wonderful. Um, it's attempt two, mark two, whatever you like to call yeah, it. If, yeah, just to touch back on the, the, the rival subject thing for a minute, I think, I think that's been broken down over a number of years. I would agree. Um, a lot because of uh, a guy called Chris Armand, who used to play for Newark, who, who came over and, and coached Southwell. And also, over the past uh, few years, there's been guys who've always traditionally been uh, Southwell players who've wanted to better their standard when Newark were playing a, a slightly high, higher level than Southwell. Uh, guys like Adam Platts, who went on to captain Newark's first team for a year uh, and then came back to Southall, Jim Scott, Rob Green, I could mention a, a few other names, who wanted to their 
better their rugby ability and we understood that as a as a committee because uh, we always knew they would they'd come back to us and they all came back to drink with us at night kind of thing but in the sort of rugby family if you are good enough you should play at the best level you, you can and at that time that 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 was newark so i think since then our relationships have got a lot better and strengthened even more since the 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 day we had back in 2016 i i would tend to tend to agree with that i'm i'm i'm, I'm not a i'm not from the area but uh i i think the differences are that uh it's all about rugby at the end of the day uh i know remember jim uh jim scott he's an australian now yeah he is uh but um at the end of the day i i i i they're just they're rugby players and uh if you and i agree with the advancement because if you if you feel you want to play at a high level you should always challenge yourself uh and that's certainly something i would say to all the young people is if you get the opportunity to play at a high level take it if, if it doesn't last long you've had a go you've pushed yourself out there you've tested yourself and that's and that's that's certainly part of the game uh, a lot of people are quite happy just playing for their side that's what they want to do i've never had a problem with anybody going all the clubs i've been out of you if you if you get a chance to go higher i wish you the best of luck remember where you started and come back and see us again just want to make a point on that young joe hayes uh currently uh playing for leicester tigers uh and joe joe came through newark he also came through i'll gonna put a shout out there for nottingham casuals as well he, he started out there but but realistically uh he went to school with some guys from newark and he came across this way and i remember the first team captain when he was <laughs> at the time seeing joe and at the age of 13 saying was he available at the weekend because he could play for the first team he was he's now second string to dan cole uh, at tigers but the great thing about joe is is that tigers uh, have given him a lot they've given him a life but he comes back and he helps coaches uh, and his, his brother's section and i saw him the other week and hopefully he's coming tomorrow night to do help out with the coaching clinic as well so i think we've got to see it in a rounded picture there that's also part of what rugby is as well. Right, we're going to talk about this this game because we, that's really what we're here tonight for. So we'll talk about the game in a couple of minutes. So we're just going to try and find out where Adam Holland is in, is in this um, remarkable, epic run that he's doing. Um, he's not responded to the messages, so uh, we might be back with our esteemed guests quicker than I think. But let's give it a go. We've been keeping track on our great friend Adam Holland on this epic journey from John O'Groats to Land's End and then, and then back again. He should by now be in the West Country and he should by now have met up with the family. So let's, let's find out. It sounds like he has found the family. Adam, good evening. Welcome back to Radio Newark. Good evening, Radio Newark and uh, everyone else. So tell us, where are you? Uh, where am I? Uh, <laughs> Wellington. Wellington. So that's uh, Somerset. It is done very close, very close to home. So y you're in the West Country. Have the family found you? Yeah. Yes, they came and surprised me. Brilliant. And I, and I, I knowing you, that would have uh, really cheered you up, brought tears to your eyes, and put an extra spurt into the running. Well, I don't know about the last bit. But <laughs> Good stuff, Adam. Um, are you still on course? I'm still on course to the finish. Which is Lands End? Which is Lands End on Sunday? Yes. Now, when you get to Lands End, what are you, is it a straight turn round, or have you got sort of forty-eight hours rest? Uh, it's supposed to be a straight turnaround, but I'm not sure what's happening just yet. What as regarding even doing the second bit, or? Well, I need. There's some technical issues at the moment, and I need to sort some bits out. But I'm 100% certain I can go all the way back up. That's not the issue. I've just got a few bits I need to sort out and see what happens by the time I get down to Cornwall. Right, well, we'll, we'll catch up with you again on Tuesday night, Adam, just to see, cool. just to see where you are and, 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 and how it's, and it's all, all going. Have a lovely evening with Catherine and the family. It's... Um, you know, this is going to be the best. This is going to be the best evening of the, of, of, of the last couple of weeks because uh, there's nothing better. There's nothing better than family around you, and then that that will on the way tomorrow. So it's um, Wellington to um, Oakhampton tomorrow. It is, and then Oakhampton to St Austell, and St Austell to the finish. St Austell all the way down the A30 as far as you can go. Well, once you get into Cornwall, mate, it will be so much 
better because the, the scenery is so much better than Devon, as we've always said. Zip it, you. Devon's better. <laughs> oh, never dream of arguing with you, Adam. It's a fantastic <laughs> achievement. Everybody's talking about it here in Newark. Well, well done, mate. Keep going. Enjoy tonight, and then go again tomorrow. Thank you, everyone, for your support. Thanks, Adam. The wonderful Adam Holland there at uh, Wellington in Somerset. Oh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Right, um, we'll try again. Um, Saturday sees a rerun of the famous Twickenham match. Um, tell me, Nick, tell us why. What's it for this time? And this time, are the two sides going to mix with each other? Well, I think we uh, we mixed with each other, didn't we? <laughs> I think we... we what do you mean, moving away from me like that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think uh, at Twickenham, we played uh, as separate sides in quarters. I think this Saturday, we'll be uh, playing together, m- mainly because the majority of the people who actually played at Twickenham, Twickenham have since retired. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> I, I, I think, I, I think uh, for a lot of the guys, as a veteran playing rugby, you want to play rugby for as long as you can. But after the game at Twickenham, there were so many of the guys who thought, I, I can't end my career on any higher level than, than of, of playing at Twickenham. So uh, I would possibly say a good 80% of the guys who played that day at Twickenham have said I am not set setting foot on a on a on a field again it, it is a fair point though isn't it it, it is if you're so going it, to end you may as well you know yeah there's worse places yeah there are or a lot worse yeah yeah, yeah. I mean m- myself I'm still pull up stringing the boots up so I, I, I'll be there uh you're the youth policy. Yeah, well, I am, yeah. <laughs> Nick's ready because he's, he's got his kit on already. Uh, yes, well, uh, there's another story. So I'm, I'm actually just going to be... Um, I did the administration on this one because uh, I'm running in a marathon the well, week after. The week after. That does make sense not to. After flogging myself on the roads for the last three months, the it, last it thing I want to do is... somewhat foolhardy to go and so. pull a muscle or something but, uh, this week. just like to say is, is the idea was, it was that I, I mean, I came home from, uh, I was just watching our thirds place, in fact, that we were playing Southwell. <laughs> and on this occasion, your thirds absolutely thrashed us. Um, but we got a game on. I think that's really important that we got a game on that afternoon. And a few of us were in the bar afterwards and said, well, it's nearly three years since we played that game. And so I thought, well, do you know what? It's worth it's worth marking these things because otherwise they just get lost in, their, in the annals of time. And it was a very big day in the day uh, of, the, of the clubs. So uh, so after doing a little bit of digging around and, and South Southwell getting involved, uh, we found uh, the team that we, the parliamentarians probably wasn't going to be the best team to, to have a rerun, but the Mobros, which is the uh, uh, prostate cancer uh, Movember. Uh, charity had their own rugby rugby uh, section or team, so so having made contact with them, uh, and then they suggested they did a, a kids clinic for the Friday night as well, um, and that uh, they have some pretty high profile players on their books. So uh, Scott Hamilton of, of Tigers and All Blacks is uh, actually heading up the clinic tomorrow night, of which to date I've got thirty children signed up, but it's still open. Please 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 look at the rug, uh, New York Rugby Club website. All the times are there. If you haven't booked in, don't worry. Please come along on those times and we'll fit you in. Um, and there's a, a very nice uh, Fijian uh, gentleman called uh, Dan Ratu, who's uh, also played for Fiji and the British Army. And Dan is, is, is playing on, on... And he said... <laughs> the, you first, the first thing he said was, where's Spud? I think, I think my hamstrings tightening as, 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 as we speak. <laughs> the look on your face is a picture. But, uh, sorry. I think the danger is that uh, although the Commons and Lords uh, proved uh, uh, good opposition when we played them down there at Twickenham, Saturdays could be... Uh, for Gene International, you to play for the Army. He's an old different ball game. Mick, Mick there's, uh, there's a way of equaling the game up here, you know. <laughs> If his legs are bound together, he's not going to run very far, is he? So, um, Dan, if you're listening, uh, we don't mean that, by the way. Lovely. Um, but uh, so it's uh, so yes. Tomorrow night is uh, it's just about the children, um, and uh, also um, then Saturday morning is is about remembering that that occasion three years ago. Uh, it'll be prior to the uh, Newark first team game, so the kickoff time is twelve fifteen, 
Uh, I think Newark are playing Ashbourne at home, which is the last home game of the season. Yep. I don't know where Southwell... Where are you? Where are you on Saturday anyway? Or where are you going next season? Mr Chairman. It's probably best, best stop to say where... <laughs> anyway, swiftly moving season, on. Uh, swiftly moving on. Our seconds did awfully well against your seconds on Saturday, didn't they? That, that's the double over them it's, uh, it's this been season. It's been real. He's trying to change, change the story. I thought the biggest game of the day was the first team game. Anyway, I think Mick Hughes... Come in the middle here, please. I'm with, I'm with the time half guy here. So that's the reason why. And uh, any monies we raise... Uh, out of this match will go towards the uh, Movember the Prostrate Cancer Charity um, and uh, yeah it was, it's, it's, it'll probably be a one off uh, and then until the next person decides that they'd like to remember it as well but I think it's important to keep these, uh, these occasions remembered more importantly the invite's gone out to many of the vets uh, teams locally in the, in the Midlands if they'd like to come down and play uh, you just bring your kit down because keep your boots on and play as long as possible um, I think that's what we're trying to do is keep people in the game and uh, so this is a way of doing it. So. 12, 12.15, um, the bar will be open, I have Oh, the bar will be open. No doubt, that goes without saying. All the serious <laughs> players can you report for 11 o'clock and all those unserious players roll in when you like. We'll see, we'll see you when you uh, get there. Yeah, I'll, I'll see you about 10 past 12. <laughs> <laughs> if you see that for June 1st. <laughs> I'm hoping that... Roll Rosalie back to Callum Bridge. <laughs> I think the squad's already been picked. <laughs> uh, so... Um, I'm going to move on now. We'll just right at the end. We'll remind everybody of that. I want to move on now to um, junior rugby, youth rugby, mini rugby, call it whatever you wish. Um, I come from a footballing background. There's, so does Tony. Um, there's make no qualms about that. My two grandsons both play rugby. They've chosen to play rugby. So I've seen a lot of youth rugby up on Tyneside. Some of it I've enjoyed, some of it has not quite been so clever. What I do see is the respect that the players give the opposition, the respect that the players give the referee. In the main, there was one, but anyway. Um, and the respect, total respect, the crowd, the supporters, give both the players and the referee. And that's been true of every match I've seen up there. It's in quite a bit of the Newark youngsters as, as well, and, and, and the same is said. I go to football, and it's totally different. It is totally different. It's a light years away. So my first question to you both is, how do you teach? How do you doctor the attitude of the players and the parents to make what a Sunday morning is a family atmosphere and a great morning out watching your children playing sport without getting involved yourselves and without being hostile. I think um, there's, there's, there's vast gulfs between obviously rugby and football. I think uh, a lot stems from the attitude you have to have to to, towards the official on the on the pitch, you, you know, from from a young age, you're taught that the official's called sir, and there's no bad language, there's no back chat, um, you know, foul play uh, is 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 not tolerated. Fair play to the RFU over the past, uh, I'd say, five years really. Uh, have really hammered home to grassroots rugby the ethos is of fair play, of uh, respect for both officials, uh, coaches, and the whole ethos as well relating to parents and the conduct that, that they, they expect on, on the sideline for, from, from people. And, and that's really driven through now from the first time you pick a rugby ball up. And I think uh, in doing so, that just just breeds a better nature within our clubs. Um, and the kids love it, you know. And I talk to parents who have had problems with children. Uh, the, you know, the kids have had discipline problems at, at school, Um you know, re really bad issues with school, with you know, violent behaviour, whatever, 
uh, and they bring them on uh, along to the rugby club and because there's an ethos of respect teamwork uh, it, it makes a difference and then they've come back up to me months later and said you know what since he started playing rugby he or she because we you know we're very inclusive from a from a young age group and you know rugby's very much a, a, a game these days for for, for both sexes uh, that, that they've improved and, and I think that's, that's a big thing that rugby gives just, just before I bring Nick in just what do you think of girls playing rugby I mean 10 years ago you'd have gone no no way you, you, but now it's I mean, I've seen. Um, it's no bones about it. My my favourite sporting team out there are the Newark Rugby Club girls. Everybody knows that. I've followed them all over the country. We, we, we've been to national finals and we've had some some great times. But ten years ago, if if somebody said to Tony at the advertiser, "Can you report on a girls' rugby match?" He, he would laugh out loud. Yeah, no, I mean it's absolutely fantastic. You only see the the success of that now in the in the the English win, women's game, and we're. We're completely uh, dominant at that, and you know, clubs are uh, trying to attract uh, female sides more, more and more these days, and and they are coming through from a a, a younger le- level. And the RFU are there's there's a lot more opportunities for a club, I think, funding wise as well these days. If you can have a uh, give a more mixed. I, I both men and women playing rugby at, at the same club. I'd like just to add to that a little bit, if I can, Spud. There's also um, there's a structure and pathway to the, the highest levels in the game, and I think when you have um, if it's women or men, if if, if we have uh, players playing at the top level, the youngsters will see that. And I know I come from a generation of watching cricket on television, but that's partly how I got enthused with cricket. And if your parents are involved in the game, or your husband, or, or your father, whatever, then then you you get down into that culture, and it's down to the. You, if you could talk about cultural night, but there, and there's other subjects outside that as well, which which we could broach into. But the culture, I believe, in the sporting uh, amateur sporting clubs, is is different to the professional game, um, but it's. It, we we if the young people aspire we should help those young people by creating a structure for the pathway for them to go to and that's what's in the women's game now is that and at the highest level yeah as chairman and i, I don't know how new it works i'm assuming cypher works pretty much the same I, i've seen the girls set up and how much work goes into it at, at newark but the, when alan swain was president at at newark very often on a on a winter's Sunday afternoon when it's been freezing cold and blowing a gale, he's turned up to watch those girls play rugby to make them part of the club. It's not just a tick in the box that you've got to have for funding, mm. it's part of the club. And is that, as a chairman, is that how you would like and how your club does actually well, operate? C- certainly not as a certainly not as a tick in the box. Uh, you know, I, I want to see as many girls coming through uh, our, our our youngsters as possibly can and and for me you know you talked about uh, Swain there I, I try and get up as many Sunday mornings as possible because I think it's uh, important that the, the parents see me walking around paying an interest in junior rugby and I'm not just there as the focal point of the club for the seniors I think a mindset's changed a lot in in local rugby certainly with the IR club and and I'm sure Newark as well whereas a number of years ago you, you your only real focal point was your first team and and the level of rugby that they were playing uh, I think these days we've all realized that actually um it, it it's a lot bigger than that and our junior sections are huge now but we're also going to see the benefit of that both both teams have got very uh, good cult sides I'll, I'll put another little dig in here because <laughs> I knew this was coming <laughs> I, I know our cults have turned you over yes, twice, yes. twice this year but oh hang on Andrew <laughs> how, many, how, how many how many of your younger players have played for any kind of 
uh, representatives oh. at the highest level. Oh. Anyway, I think Mix, we should just move on now. Yeah, we'll that's move the on end of that, that conversation. But, um, so. the, the point is, the point is, um, in that little bit of banter there, there's two points. That Newark's youth section is, is known for being very, very good. But the fact is that Southall's turned him over a couple of times this season, so that must mean that you ain't far behind if you're not there already. No. And representative rugby, the good thing about rugby, that I like about rugby, is if you... And I'll go back to Jess Weaver, who was our first young guest on this radio station when we started, and she now pulls on an England shirt. And your youngsters, both club's youngsters know that if they perform they can go up that ladder to the top of the ladder and you can't do that in football no well one in a million probably it, can it, but it ain't gonna happen yeah yeah i I, th- I think the 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 structure pathways uh are a lot better certainly we're very lucky in this area with the affinities with uh tigers uh they they're very good at, uh, at picking the the talent out of the the the, the nld structure uh and certainly for really i know both clubs and and unfortunately south looks like Southall are going to be relegated this year from the from the, the senior division but i think the future is very bright in our cults and we've both got very quite young first teams at the minute a lot of our a lot of the guys playing in our first team now are in their early tw- 20s and have come up through the pathway you, you know one of the first team uh, props phil curtin who, who played on saturday you know very early 20s he's come right the way through our our, our cult structure and i'm sure there's guys at newark who have done exactly the same and that can only be uh, beneficial for for both clubs yeah i think there's uh, t- two points i'd like to make and when I started off reporting on uh, Southwell versus versus Newark, it was very similar to, in, 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 in football parlance to Rangers versus Celtic. There was no love lost whatsoever, and it, it was it was it wasn't to the point of hatred because it is a gentleman's game. But it was there was no love lost whatsoever, and it's very interesting to hear because it just clicked in my head when Chris Armand made the step across the divide, it did bring the two clubs together tremendously. But I was put off rugby union at school because I went to a grammar school and then was forced to play it at Bradford Grammar School. Soccer was, you know... Football. Play soccer in America. I'm not talking grammar school, you're well out of this. So basically, soccer was unheard of. You know, and then it was... But since... Coming to Newark in a working capacity, I've really got on with the sort of rugby side of things, and and I had to transfer from rugby league to to, to rugby union, which which are two vastly different games, despite the similarity of the, with the ball. But the other thing is, if you think how will, how much it takes to get into the England schoolboys team at football, and there is a, a horrific stat that out of every 400 footballers who play for England schoolboys, only one makes it. Only makes it, only one makes it as a, as, a, as, a, as a Premier star. You go along to your local rugby union club as an eight-year-old girl or boy, and there's a very, very good chance of England on us. And, and, and that is the, the thing that is so, so empowering for the sport. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, you, you spoke, you mentioned him earlier, and I'll, I'll mention him again. My very good friend Conrad Hunt, uh, and he, he's, a, he's not he, Tony's friend. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. <laughs> he, you know, he's a, he's a prime example of, of a guy who was just playing local rugby and then went on to have nearly a hundred caps for, for, for Nottingham. Uh, and and probably actually, if he'd have gone to Nottingham a bit earlier, he might have uh, potentially gone gone a bit further in it in, it, in his rugby career. Just coming to follow on, really, Tony, about about that sort of that structure and the and the players having a chance to pull on their their country's jersey. Uh, I know Newark this year uh, have another schoolboy uh, been selected to play for England under eighteen schoolboys, and Johnny Law is down on the team sheet for England under nineteens. Okay, you know, we over this last, I would say, last 10-year period, the Newark Rugby Club have been successful in the funnel of bringing all those 
500 children through, one represent person has gone on to... So one in 500, you could say, or two in 500, actually, uh, to go and represent their country. We are in a, a good area for, for rugby, um, and we have a number of professional sides in the, in the region, uh, so it's part of it's part of this region's sport quite quite a lot, I think. I, I, I wonder if that's the same around the rest of the country. Yeah, I think the the one of the disappointments though for me is the way rugby's ha- uh, diminished now in our local schools, uh, and and that's possibly is this creating a problem? Um, because yes. I, I, again, I can get. I mean, yes, it must it be is. the same at the Minster, but. At, at the Magnus, there was a production line. So yeah. I assume at the Minster, there was a production the, line. The, but I'll give you a fact about the, the Minster. I'm 44. The last year the Minster had a first 15 rugby side was when I left when I was 18. 44 and about to go up against a Fijian <laughs> army <laughs> captain. Good lad. Are you expecting to see 45? <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's a serious point point there. And and, and the other serious point, again, with the Magnus, and I know they're trying to get back into the schools, that production line's gone, hasn't it? And that has got to create you both problems. It it, it has, I know from Newark's perspective, the King's School in Grantham has has taken up the mantle a little bit on that, whether they went to Castile or they went to King's, but this seems to swing uh, swing over a period of time of where they come from. However, with a limited uh, amount of schools playing rugby, yes, it does create a problem for the clubs. We try and recruit from the community. I have to say this, that the club is open to all. There are no barriers, no bars there. If you'd like your child to come down or, and your child expresses an interest, even a tiny bit of interest, bring them down. How we're open to open to you coming. Time to be contentious again. How, how difficult has it been... I know the club's open to all. Both clubs are open to all. That's I, that's okay. But how difficult has it been to convince the general public that that is the case and rugby is not just there for the farmers' sons? That's a very good question, Mick. Um, <laughs> Looking straight at the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, you answer that one. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> uh, I, to, be, to be honest with you, I think... Uh, <laughs> it, it is a difficult one and it's always going to be difficult and especially now when you see uh, both both places have got now fantastic shiny shiny gleamy new clubhouses and people think Christ you must need to have some money to, uh, to, 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 to get I'd like to just there. count to say uh, Mick is that um, take that to one side and, and I hope this doesn't come across the wrong way when I say it is open to all I have seen young people come to to Newt Rugby Club to other organisations, possibly out of their comfort zone, the, the young people and, and the and the adults as well, because you're, you're all coming into the club, and I can tell you that rugby is a game for all shapes and sizes, codes, religions, whatever. We share a common code. It's the same in sport all over. Actually, it's not just common to rugby. Right. If you enjoy the sport, the game, come on in and be part of it. And it really is there. It can be a maker or breaker for some young people. It gives them a positive pathway for their their futures. Okay, I'm going for a quick break. And when we come back, I just want to go away from the youth and go on to grassroots rugby itself. Going back to the the comments I sort of keep making about football and trying to put the two sports together, even though they really, we don't seem to be doing that. Um... Most football clubs, the first team seems to be the be-all and the end-all, and everything is pyramided towards the first team. I get the impression in rugby that that is not the case. I get the impression in rugby it's more of a, to use a term, a level playing field, because the under-15s are as important as the seniors on a, a Saturday afternoon, and they are treated like that. I don't think that's the case in football, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that that is the case so much in football. But does that, if I'm right in what I'm saying, have a detrimental effect on the senior side, if you understand what I'm trying to say? Uh, I, I think things have changed dramatically again over perhaps the, the last 10 year period. Uh, certainly you were always judged I think as a club on the results of your first team and and to a, to a degree 
you, you know, we still are. <laughs> you know, people are going to look where's Southall in the league, where, where's Newark in the, the, the league. But I think from a perspective of how the importance of the results in the first team to certainly my committee and and the ethos that I have in in running Southall Rugby Club, it's certainly not my top focus and and, and top priority. And I'll I'll be be brutally honest with you, that's kind of changed a lot in my tenure as, as, uh, you know, this is my third year of being chairman of Southall now and perhaps when I first came in, uh, the, the first team was potentially going to be my, was my first priority. You know, we we we, we had an ex Nottingham player there in Dan Montague kind of thing. He was uh, he, he was heading things up for us, and it and it was a massive focus, but not so much now. No, I think junior rugby is really the. The, the the main driver of our club because we're only going to see the benefits in our seniors through through our juniors and our colts coming through um and and we're we're such an inclusive family club these days and we're trying to attract the wider community in Southall to, to come up to the club uh, and not necessarily just people who are interested in senior rugby. That It's that last sentence, Nick, that really is the one that I was waiting for. If you want to encompass the people of Southall and of Newark, you have got to make them feel welcome at all levels, haven't you? And it's not just the 15 that play on a Saturday afternoon. It's... Uh I I couldn't agree more with that, Mick. Um, the um, the open door. Uh, the big difference I noticed is that uh, through recruitment, and I was involved in that for a while, was it was easier to explain uh, at the age of uh, under six, for example, to the parents about how it worked in rugby if their uh, father had been involved in the game. New people coming probably didn't have an idea of how it all worked, so. For somebody to explain to them and bring them with them was part of the job. Uh, managing expectations amongst the parents, uh, the children don't know any difference. So that's brilliant. You just take them from raw straight through the whole thing, and, and if they go through the process, they come out they're rugby players. I think I think it's about uh, you, you. You're almost now delivering a product as well. I, th- I think the, the 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 real amateurish days have gone and. You, you, you know what people expect out of a uh, out of a club and how you have to run uh, any amateur sports club you've got to treat it like like a business these days you know you, you you've got to make sure that the the books are balancing which is a, is a tough job uh, at uh, at this sort of sort of level but when when parents are expect you know paying money for their child to, to come and play rugby they expect a certain level of things and and, and we want to uh, be able to give them the best facilities and the best experience not just for the kids but for the whole family which in turn keeps them in the game so from a selfish point of view the, the club's first team gets the benefit of that i i I, I trained at Callum Road. Um, 20, what? Uh, t- t- Twenty-seven years ago, when when I was preparing for the for the second London Marathon, I actually went to the training sessions at that Newark uh, Rugby Club. He can play on Saturday. <laughs> and, and, uh, he's in. <laughs> and, but basically, the, the 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 first teamers around me were very very kind in in teaching me where your knees should be if you're actually going to sprint and this kind of stuff, and it was really really good. But when people turned up for training, I can remember being in the uh, the, the changing area and, and people being told, don't touch those, they're first team socks, first 15 socks, don't touch those. And, and I think rugby clubs realised that things had to change to make it more inclusive in order to attract the rugby players of the future in there. And it, it, it's, it's no longer a closed shop, but it is indeed open to... Every can you say every Tom Dick and Harry wants to go along, and it's not just the first fifteen, the, the star men. And I think when I started out looking at this program tonight, that that was in my own mind. That was what I was hoping we was going to get put over because there probably does remain a stigma about rugby, but 
maybe a few years ago, but not anymore. You know, but you've got to get down there and see for yourselves, haven't you? That's the thing. And it doesn't matter if it's Cannon Road or Park Drive. It really doesn't matter. You've got to get down there and, and see for yourself. And it says, I keep repeating, my two grandsons have chosen rugby over football, and I'm so pleased they have because it's made them so much better kids. I, I'd, I, you know, I'd encourage any parent out there who's who's got kids thinking about playing, whether it's coming over to Newark or Southall, as you said, bring them along. We're, we're both clubs are, you know, very, very nice, welcoming places to to, to come along, uh, and and uh, yeah, just come along, and give it a try. Nick, um, we've got four minutes to go. Um, one more time, Saturday. Saturday, right. Well, first of all, it's Friday night uh, for the kids' <laughs> clinic when uh, Dan Ratu's going to be doing his warm-up drills, so uh, he knows who to, who to go after on Saturday. So, Nick, Dan, Friday night, Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe I'll be there. <laughs> oh, no, I'm at Chuck Bridge, actually, to, oh, to tomorrow But night. seriously, uh, it's uh, half past six uh, onwards. Um, uh, please look at the Rugby Club, New York Rugby Club website. The times are there. Welcoming young people between the ages of 6 to 18. If you haven't played before, don't worry. You're in good hands with Scott Hamilton and Dan Ratu. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that'll be... We've got, actually, at the moment, I've got about 30 to 40 uh, young people booked in. The more, the merrier. But Saturday, come and watch Spud. Turn, turn colour. He's going to be... Uh, he's going to be turned to a roast potato, I think. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely brilliant <laughs> gents thank you so much for coming in no, thank for, you for your, your first time it won't be your last I'm, I'm hopefully and i'm no. sure it, it will not be your last no um I, I need you to do me a favor we have a series of golden oldies and we've had richard byram in 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 the past um the name's been mentioned three or four times tonight. I don't know much about Conrad Hunt, but anybody who's got it in for him, I would love to have in this studio. So, can you act as a... Um I, I, well, Conrad's a very good friend of mine. I was away skiing with him two weeks ago, actually, so, uh, yeah. Uh, Let's I, see I, if we uh, can do a golden uh, oldie uh, with Conrad a night, Hunt. A night with Conrad, you would be entertained. Right, <laughs> let's see if we can do that. And talking of golden oldies leads me on to what's happening on next week's Radio Newark Sport. Of course, it's the weekend, right? It's the last home match for Newark. Um, rugby season's coming in. Hockey season has finished. Football season... It's into its last month, so it's the business. It really is the business end. So we can wrap on Monday. Tuesday night, you'll love this, Tony, the genteel sport of indoor bowls. Is it genteel or is it not? We'll find out. We're going to talk indoor bowls. This is new at sport. We talk about all sports. Wednesday night... It's not it, bowls on I'm glad you haven't got the mic up. When, Wednesday night is a golden oldies night. Now... I found um, a very good cricketer to talk to who actually went on to play a little bit of rugby. So these two guys will be interested in, but primarily his starring role was cricket for Collingham. Dusty Hare is coming into this studio next Wednesday night to talk about his sporting career. I can't wait. I, I'm like a kid here. I cannot wait. I, I saw him on television playing for England. You know, I mean, come on. And he's going to sit next to me and I'm going to talk to him. I saw him on Saturday. You know. <laughs> yes, he was there on Saturday. last night. <laughs> we had a chat. So Dusty Air is our star golden oldie next week. And I am so, so looking forward to that. And hopefully... We're going to follow that up in a few weeks' time with Conrad Hunt. I think I'll leave that one to Tony as well. Um, thanks, gents. Spud. Thank Nick, you very much. Thank you both for coming. We've had a cracking laugh. It's been great. So, and what we've proved tonight is that Southwell and New York Rugby Clubs, they're after the same thing. They're after the same thing. They're looking after the youth. Fantastic. You, you can say that, Mick. I can. I can. <laughs> and we're going to, we've, got, we, we've come to the end of the show. I can only leave on one thing. We did win, didn't we? <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>